0: of Course, for all my listeners in the Georgia area, you can come out to Booch Fest at the Anchor Bar in Kennesaw, Georgia, located at 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia, 30144. Again, that address is 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia, 30144. The next two shows will be Thursday, December 8th and Thursday, December 22nd. The show will be hosted by me, and it will feature some of the funniest comics the Atlanta comedy scene has to offer. Some have been doing it for years, some who are relatively new, and some who may even be stepping on a comedy stage for the very first time. All comedy acts, no matter how long they've been performing, are welcome to be in this show. So come on down for a great night of comedy as the Booch is taking over Kennesaw.
1: I tried, 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 and I tried even more. I cried, 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 and I can't recall what for. I press, I push, I yell, I beg, hope it's some success. The inevitable fact is that it never will impress. I've no more bucks to give. My bucks have all run dry tried to go fuck shopping but there's no fucks left to buy i've got no fucks to give the more fucks i've tried to get i'm over my fuck budget and i'm now in fucking debt What's up,
0: everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on the Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Yep. And now, he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke, soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude to do This is
2: me, the broke, soulless ginger, Zach Scott. You you're speaking, I'm not that broke. I would try to say. Oh, uh, here we go. What do you think about this card? Beauty.
0: Well, this is a pretty interesting card today, and we're going to get into it. Um, Obviously, uh, we are nearing the end of 2022, and we are kicking things off with our first official match of the evening. We got Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams versus Axiom.
2: Uh, this was a, uh, not a really good opening match because I was trying to get home from work, so I was not paying attention real well. But for what I saw was, was, of course, actually doing spot monkey bullshit. Carmelo Hayes doing his sick. It went back and forth. It got pretty physical at first. And, of course, Trick Williams had to had a trick up his sleeve. Carmelo Hayes hits nothing but net. One, two, three. And afterwards, when Trick Williams wasn't looking, actually got a little payback. So I'll give him that. Benny, your thoughts?
0: Spot fest from hell. And I knew it was going to be. I mean, I like Carmelo Hayes on the mic. But every time he works with other spot monkey people, it brings out the spot monkeyness in him and I know Carmelo is better than that and I wish he'd stop doing that but Axiom is just you know the same shit so I knew this match was going to be boring from the get go you know it's like it's, again it's one of those things where if you're into this style of wrestling and I would question every uh, cell in your brain if you are but for me I don't enjoy it it was a spot fest didn't like it so on that note we cut to the backstage area where Grayson Waller says he wants his title shot tonight. Ron Brown Breaker isn't in town Waller doesn't care He demands Breaker Meet him in the ring Tonight Bitch
2: Wow okay And I don't know Why he's doing this Why not wait But okie okay, dokie Grayson Waller Okay We'll see what you got From here I'm like okay I don't know Why you're doing this But Gracie Waller Being Grayson Waller Apparently something Happened and Go from there I don't know Why he's
0: doing this Beats me uh, This was fucking stupid And first of all I love you and- This is one This begins a trend That happens Throughout this fucking show That I'm not gonna address right now i'll wait till we get to a certain point a little bit later but this starts a trend that just screams pandering it's the worst form of pandering i have ever fucking seen in a wrestling company or any tv show in my life and i'm gonna get to that later but right now here's what pisses me off once again someone doesn't want to wait till new year's evil and get their title shot tonight again why what is the fucking point of this i'm thinking why do we need to have these big moment matches happen on random days? You have a big show that you're promoting. Apparently, Brian Brigger's on of town because he's in North Carolina promoting an even bigger show coming up. And yet, you keep putting high-profile matches on free TV or on not even on the TV special, just a random episode where nothing fucking matters. If you're that desperate for ratings or you're just that shitty, at creating content that you gotta throw all your shit to the wall on random days? What's my motivation to go see your pay-per-view? If I could see it on TV for free, why would I pay for it? That's the question that needs to be asked. It's like the old saying, why buy the cow when you can have the milk for free? That doesn't just apply to dating, ladies and gentlemen. That also applies to content creation and promotion, okay? If I could see it on TV for free, why would i spend money to watch it and if you give me the good stuff on tv and you give me shit on the pay-per-view why would i pay for the pay-per-view give me the shit for free and make me pay for the good stuff that's what you do. You offer, hey, here's a free item, but the item I'm gonna make you pay for is better than the item you're getting for free. Otherwise, I have no presentation. That—that's how fucking stupid this shit is. Now, obviously, as we progress later, something better happens around the corner. But in this initial moment, all I'm thinking is they're—they're—they're they're, they're making New Year's Evil unwatchable because between that and the shit they announced for next week, I don't even know what the fuck is on this show anymore. That It's going to make it watchable. Yet. On that note, we cut to the backstage area where we got Tony D, the Don of NXT. He tells Stax he's got himself a North American Championship match against Wes Lee. And it was Lee's idea. D'Angelo tells Stax to go tell Dijak he needs to stay out of his business. When he beats Lee, Dijak can have the first shot.
2: All right, this right here is a basic thing. You can go tell that big dude that if I win, he gets his first shot. Basically, Tony D doesn't want to be with the big dude because he's kind of scared of the guy. Hmm. I wonder why. Well, I, I thought this was pretty
0: good. Benny, your thoughts? Alright, before I do my usual shtick, let me get this off my chest. They book the North American title match. The match is booked, as I mentioned before. The match is next week. Again, you have a big match with a story that's been told for a long time, and it's gonna culminate not on New Year's Eve, but the week before. Again, who the fuck is formatting these goddamn shows? Does anybody not? What? What is the point in making a show a big deal when nothing of value is on those shows? That makes. No fucking sense They do it all the time and it pisses Me off because I'm sitting here Thinking if I had a job in WWE and I was in charge of the Formatting I could format better Than this okay I might not Be able to tell a wrestler how to Work a hold or anything like that I might Not have a lot of TV experience but Even I'm smart enough to know With my limited experience In TV formatting that if I'm gonna book a championship match That I've been teasing for months on end while Tony D's been sitting at home with an injury, and I have a show called New Year's Evil that's supposed to be a big fucking deal because you promoted it during the Deadline Premium Live event a few weeks back. We're not, well, I would be smarter to know take this match, put it on New Year's Evil, and promote it. Or, if you want to drag it out even longer, put it at Vengeance Day. Don't give it away on a random ass show that nobody cares about. Let them have a face-off. Give them a contract, sign. Signing. Hell, the Don can call a meeting and Wes can come down like the ones he had with Santos before they got called up. Again, this is shitty formatting. Now, I know y'all are done bitching, are done hearing me and complain for now, so I'm gonna take a little break. Well, that's good. You need a fucking break. Clearly you are, you know, losing your fucking mind over ridiculous shit. You think I give a fuck about some stupid ass fucking New Year's evil bullshit? The Don don't care when he gets his shot. He wants his fucking shot right now. It was up to me. I'd have it right fucking now in the main event where the don belongs and like i said before i'm excited to finally get this shot i'm gonna put wesley in his place and i'm gonna put that belt around my waist where it fucking belongs now to clarify something that uh the other guy was talking about earlier i don't fear die jack i just don't want him involved in my business because i know when people get involved there's distractions it can cause me to lose a match there could be a disqualification and i can't have that because dqs and countouts cause me not to be the champ and the goal is for me to be the champ that's why I want Jack to know once I win this belt and whoop Wesley's ass and send him back to the performance center where he fucking belongs or back to the fucking indies he belongs over there more than anywhere else then Jack can get a title shot he ain't gotta show up He ain't gotta walk in looking like the fucking Terminator. Trying to add like, yeah, I need your clothes, I need your boots, I need your motorcycle. Yeah, fuck you and your motorcycle. My point is this. All I need is to win this fucking title, and then once I win it, Dijack can have his title shot. I'll give it to him on New Year's Evil, because unlike, unlike Wesley and unlike a lot of people, I know where the fucking money is. And me and Dijack, that's fucking money. Me and Wesley, that ain't no fucking money. Told me a walk in a park. Gabish. Mm-hmm. Gabish. Mm-hmm Okay, 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 look, I need you to follow me here, all right? Read between the lines Cabiche
1: Mm-hmm
0: All right, all right, all right, that's what I'm dealing with All right, look, looky here All right, look, listen here, Sling Blade I ain't got all fucking day to deal with this So we can do this the easy way or the hard way I'm gonna say it one more fucking time Cabiche What's
2: the hard way?
0: The hard way is I do this fucking accent Until we move on to the next match Cabiche Cabiche Thank you What the fuck up, you wrong Punk. Hey, don't you disrespect the Don? And oh, I love to hear with You,
2: you Spaghetti old
0: prick. Oh, go away, leprechaun, you bother me. <laughs> don't you got some Lucky Charms to catch or some bullshit like that? All right, don't anyway, you got I... to go later tonight? Later tonight? Or are you gonna go jerk off to the Godfather? Okay, first of all, I don't jerk off to the Godfather. I jerk off no, to good the. Fellas. I jerk off to the girl who played Adrian in Rocky. That's the one you jerk off to. All right, you don't do the actual Godfather like that. That's sickening. And If I was gonna jerk off in Goodfellas, it would be to the dude. It would be to that chick that married Henry. She a hot piece of ass. Mm. Now, if you'll excuse me, I got other business to attend to. Alright, now Vinny, you come in here, you can deal with this Irish fruit topping, I got business. All right, Tony, see ya. All right. so on that note, we're gonna move on here to the next match of the evening. We got Nikita Lyons goes one-on-one with Zoe Stark.
2: I thought this was actually fantastic. Two big-ass ladies beating the shit at each other, and they did. Nikita got a lot of moves in, Zoe's got a lot of moves in. It was funny as hell how Zoe Stark won. I think one for on the rope at sea, but she did a sneaky little move. I was like, Oh, good for you, there, Zoe. Smart thinking, right there, but not smart. She's a heel, so. Duh.
0: Uh, what? yeah. I loved this match very much. And I will say this. I like the finish, but I like it for one reason and one reason only. Because yeah. because Stark cheated to win, they can have a rematch. Put a gimmick on it. And again, put it on New Year's Eve or Vengeance Day and make some money. Okay? Give it like a definitive end and put it on the big show. One of the big shows. So I like that concept. Um, Outside of that, match itself was fantastic. These two women put on a wrestling clinic. It was great women's wrestling, which which we don't see in the other company, but we see a lot of it here, and I for one enjoyed this match. I thought these women did very, very well. So hats off to both of them, and now that, you know, Starks has the cheap win with grabbing the ropes for leverage, I'm hoping that this will lead to a rematch that will settle the score, because obviously Nikita needs to get her revenge. And on that note, we cut to the backstage area with Cora Jade, who complains about Roxanne Perez stealing her moments and her title Perez doesn't deserve to be champion Jade does Wendy Chu barges in and attacks Jade
2: Cora Jade says bitch she's not the champ even though I agree with her Perez should be the champ but hoo hoo Cora Jade it's like the third time we lost get over it. Wendy Chu actually makes this thing entertaining as hell too bad she didn't throw the orange for her face Wendy your thoughts
0: okay Uh-oh. um I agree with Cora Jade Roxanne doesn't deserve to be champion I also disagree with Cora Jade she she doesn't deserve it either There's only one woman That actually deserved To win that Iron Survivor Challenge And she's in a match Later in the show And also happens to be Married to Dexter Loomis So Neither one of these bitches Deserves this belt It's for ridiculous And as much as I like Wendy Chu I thought this fight Was terrible It didn't feel real It felt too rehearsed I, It felt like the, Everything looked I hate to use the word But I gotta use it It looked fake It didn't look good I don't feel like These two Really were Trying to kill each other I feel like they were waiting for the. Sec- they kept pausing and waiting for the security to show up, and they don't understand that if you're gonna do a, a fight like that, you go till the security shows up. Like, I, like the way Wendy punches and she's kind of waiting. I'm like, that's stupid. If that were if that were me and I hit somebody, I'm swinging for the fences until someone either pulls me off of you or you're somehow able to fight back at me. It, it just it. The fight looked meh. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. So I, I thought that was ridiculous. But Cora tried to give a good interview, but this. whole thing was just a waste. And it's leading to a match next week. Surprise! Another match for next week. So, on that note, we cut to Kiana James, hot for teacher, walks into Fallon Henley's family bar. Henley is with Briggs and Jensen. James says that due to Henley's family money problems, she will buy the bar from the bank. So she basically owns the property and puts a lien on the bar. Henley challenges Jane to a match. If she wins, James goes away, takes lien off the bar, and leaves him alone. If James wins, Henley's parents will sign over the bar to Kiana.
2: Um, I don't know why this is a, a thing. I don't understand this at all. Uh, okay. I thought it was boring as shit. Brink's Jason needs to po- focus on their, uh, tag Championship championship uh, match tonight. But apparently this is more important. And apparently Mr. Visibushi doesn't like this at all. Uh-oh. Go ahead.
0: Here's the thing. I had a feeling this was gonna fucking happen. And, again, I would like this a lot better if there was more of a build to it and it was on a bigger show. Because, again, this seems like something that's been going on for a very long time. It's again, they're putting all the good shit on next week's show instead of building to New Year's Evil. It makes no fucking sense. At all, like it's fucking stupid. It's pointless. It's retarded. You're putting this somewhere it doesn't need to be. You know, it it should be built up better. And I have I don't know what's going on here. If Jensen or somebody's going to accidentally cost the match because I know Kiana keeps flirting with one of those guys. I think it's Jensen. And I don't know if that's going to lead to anything. I don't know if that's going to lead to a breakup of the tag team or what the fuck's going to happen. But all I know is I haven't found anything about this storyline to enjoy, and that's why. I don't care. And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening for the oh, NXT boy. Women's Tag Team Titles. Kaden Carter and Katana Chance defend the titles against Toxic Attraction and the Female Diamond Mine.
2: Did you endure this? Eh, not really. Eh, not me neither. It was, it was just okay. It was a build-up, so it wasn't really a, uh, really a filler. My only thing I'm happy about, that Toxic Attraction did not. I am too. The only thing I was happy I was the only thing. I, I wouldn't mind Avi Nell, Tad Paxley doing it because Tad Paxley did a really good job. Avi now did a really good job, but finish was weird. I was like, well, then the guess like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we've seen worse. I was like, we haven't seen that before. We have seen that many of times. here. submission. Pin the fucker.
1: <laughs> well,
2: a win's to win.
0: <laughs> well, normally we've seen that with other moves. Like, for example, like with a, with a chokehold at the Million Dollar Dream and somebody flipping over and getting the one, two, three. Or we've seen somebody with like a full Nelson, like with Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, where they bounce off and the guy pins themselves to get a victory. This was done in a unique and different way. So I kind of like that. It was done in a way like it looked like it was doing a dragon sleeper and she bounced, flipped it over and trapped Ooh. her for the pin. It was new. It was different. And that made the win exciting, and it gives Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley an excuse to go for the belts again. Obviously, Toxic Attraction—they have no reason to go for the belts again, other than they're t- spoiled entitled bitches. You know, there's really no reason for Toxic Attraction to get another shot. In yep. fact, I think a call-up should be in their future, very much so. And on that note, we cut to the uh, the interview with uh, fucking Roxanne Perez. And Yay. basically Booker T says, I feel like Morpheus in the Matrix searching for the one. You're the one. What
2: you show you? Oh you <laughs> go.
0: This oh, God. Zach, what the fuck did you think about this? <laughs> to tell you
2: the truth I was skipping over 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 it just to get to you I love Booker T but I was like I don't want to hear Roxanne Perez I know automatically what she's going to say like every babyface new brand new champion babyface first ever title I had, thank you for this and thank you for that kind of like the NXT ver- it just felt like the NXT version of Miss, Miss uh, Universe or whatever they do but I did not hear Booker T say that horrible thing right there uh, oh my god
0: this is this is such a, a, a kiss ass pandering puff piece and I know this throughout the fucking night every other person that walked out to that ring is congratulating Roxanne Perez on being the women's champion. All of a sudden the men on the roster give a fuck about whether or not someone is the women's champion like Roxanne is the most deserving women's champion in all of professional wrestling and I'm sorry she's not at all. This is literally a pandering puff piece and the fact that Booker T is on the comment. Commentary team and the fact that she came from Booker T school is the only logical reason I can think of for why everybody is puckering up and kissing Roxanne's ass.
2: Because they're also kissing Booker T's ass.
0: Yeah, everybody kissing up to Booker T. This is the <coughs> this is the saddest thing I've ever seen. And I don't like
2: the part where he, ch- he was trying to be like Morpheus and. In- Called her the female version
0: and me. I was like, "Can't fuck you." Now, this whole thing was fucking dumb, and I can only think of two. The, and I'd say the Booker T thing, or I, I mean, it's not. I, mean, I can understand it was like National Women National Women's Day, or you know, Women's Awareness Month, or Women's History Month, or some shit. Like somehow that became a thing over the last couple years. Um, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but there's only one logical explanation that I can come up with for this kiss-ass puff piece. And I think it's a fact, and I know Zach wanted to talk about this. I feel now is as good a time as any. They're trying to stick it to Mandy Rose, who has recently been released by WWE. And I know Zach had some things to say about this. I've got some things to say about this. Zach, we'll start with you.
2: Well, apparently, well, what she did was she showed some of some of her uh, boot, or, uh, her tits, basically. She was basically someone halfway naked, and this is a family show. I guess they did what they did. I was like, wait a minute. Seriously, first thing, maybe you should have done that, but also, seriously, this right here. We have Playboy Playmates. We have people who do porn, and you're going to fire her over this. This was bullshit. As I said, that's why she dropped the title. Oh, okay, one of the cafe. any of your thoughts. I'll
0: uh, okay, stupid. here's what I'm gonna say. Before I was able to comment on this, I had to do some extensive research. And just to be clear, I am not saying this in a comedic way where it's like, oh, I need to see the videos and the images for reference and people think, oh, Vinny's just watching that so he could jerk off. I mean, look, obviously, obviously, I'm gonna jerk off to this, but that's not the reason I went to look these up. The reason I went to look these up is is because of this here's the reason why whenever there's a controversy surrounding a video or an image or even a comment that someone makes if a video leaks of someone making a statement first of all i find it weird that i have to dig through the bowels of the internet to find any of this yet somehow it's public knowledge to everybody else either i don't know how to use the internet or people are making a big deal out of nothing because i had to dig and dig like like like, like the seven dwarves of snow white dig 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 through the internet to find this shit because i want to see if wwe is right in what they did or if they're making a big deal out of nothing well i found the footage turns out one of these is a video of mandy rose In a pool. And even though she's submerged underwater, you can clearly see her tits. Clearly. Now, at the same time, there's other pieces of footage of her, like showing her ass, getting dressed, wearing bikinis and stuff. That's not too bad. But then there's some where she's wearing a bikini that's very see-through, and you can actually see, and I'll say this because we're on podcast, you can see her pussy through the clearly see her pussy. And at one point, she even got her hand in her pants. Like... This is some out of control, racy shit. Now, some of this is harmless. Like it's her in lingerie and her in swimsuits, which we've seen on TV. But at one point, she's even digging through her drawer and pulling out dirty socks and shit. And at one point, she's showing a fucking dildo. The one with like the rabbit and the bullets and the bullet and the rabbits. Like she's got the double one, the one that you, the woman shoves deep inside of her. Then she's got that thing on the side that plays with the clit while it's in you. like those kind of things, So this is not some normal shit. This is some out of control, racy porno shit. And here's the thing. As a grown man, I am not against pornography at all. I am not against porn. I watch a lot of porn. Chances are well, after I'm done editing this, I'll probably be watching porn in this studio before I go to sleep tonight. So I am a porno person. I am pro porn and I don't shame anybody that goes into porn. I don't at all but here's what I am gonna say obviously WWE has different standards now than they did before and this is the problem people have you can't compare the women today from the women 20 years ago it's a different time period there were different rules now I know that what I'm about to say right now is a crazy comparison but as always the booch has to do crazy comparisons in order for people to understand this shit okay let me give you an example here in America women are allowed to vote there was a time in american history where they were not allowed to vote and that was considered the norm women didn't vote at all then one day women decided you know what we should be allowed to vote this is bullshit And what happened? They got the right to vote. Now we, as evolved human species, have learned that not allowing women the right to vote is wrong. Over the years, we learned not to do that anymore, you know? Again, in fact, I'll take it even farther. I'll take it even farther. The most atrocious thing in America's history is slavery. We look at slavery today and go, that is wrong. That is horrible. It is a mean thing to do. We should never do it again, and we're never going to do it again. But back then, perfectly okay, it was the norm. Nobody cared Till eventually People did care And did decide We're not gonna take this shit no more We had a civil war And in the end The slaves were freed WWE Same thing There was a time where WWE had a deal with Playboy. They allowed their women to pose in Playboy magazines. They allowed their women to dress scantily clad. Why? Different time period, different time in wrestling, different era, and it's what the people wanted. Then eventually, people decided they didn't wanna see hot girls anymore. They would rather see a woman wrestle than see her be sexy. I personally think that's fucking weird, but that's where we are today. And if you want another WWE example, Before we had that era, we had the era of the goon, Bastion Booger, Duke the Dumpster DeRossi. A wrestler came to the ring with a gimmick where he was a garbage man. And came to the ring dressed as a garbage man carrying a trash can and a lid. There was a guy called the Repo Man whose gimmick was towing people's cars. And of course, the Red Rooster. We all know the Red Rooster, Terry Taylor. His gimmick was a fucking rooster. He was the cock of the walk. But eventually, people decided, you know what? This is not a good business model. People aren't enjoying it. So we're going to go in an edgier era to compete with WCW. Then eventually, people started changing things up. Like, for example, there was a time in wrestling where you could take an unprotected chair shot and nobody cared. There was a time in WWE where you got concussions and they didn't check for that. There was a time where where you could be on drugs and they didn't test for that. And eventually, now we do. We have concussion protocols. We have drug tests. There are people who if they get concussions, they have to pass concussion protocol tests before they can get back in the ring. You do drugs and you test positive, you get suspended like douche riddle. It happens. Things change in WWE they changed and for all the people out there that say oh well they sexualized Mandy Rose on TV yes but as I mentioned by the way in a couple of weeks I'm gonna there's gonna be a Baywatch episode of Dark Side of the 90s that comes out that'll illustrate more of what I'm talking about but I'll give a little bit over here here's the difference with Mandy Rose they did it tastefully and within the confines of a PG setting they did it in a way to where it is passable on television they didn't cross any lines they danced over it, but they didn't cross it and also here's another thing mandy rose the fact that she sold that stuff was also a problem because WWE's made it clear they don't do third-party deals. That happened to Selena Vega. She had an OnlyFans account and got fired from because of it. Eventually, she got rid of it. She tried to unionize. tried to pull a Jesse Ventura and tried to unionize. That didn't fucking work. So eventually, she ended up coming back. There's a lot of people with Twitch accounts. They had to shut those down because WWE does not allow their talent to do third-party deals. And everybody's bragging that Mandy Rose makes a lot of money. Apparently, she made about $500,000 off of this stuff. Well, of course she did. Cause right now she's trending and everybody wants to see it. Well, what happens when the trending wears out? No one's going to care anymore. Unless she can come up with content she has to top. Eventually, if she hasn't done any sexual videos yet, eventually she's going to have to. She going to do some webcam shit. If she got a husband or a boyfriend, they going to have to start fucking on camera. Cause eventually she's going to run out of shit and no one's going to care anymore. And there's a lot of people out there going, well, soon she can go to AEW. Yeah, maybe she could, but here's a problem. If Mandy Rose can actually wrestle, They won't put her on TV because they've already demonstrated if you're a threat to the AEW originals who don't know a wrist lock from a wristwatch and can't wrestle their way out of a wet paper bag, they won't put you on TV. They'll feature you for a couple of weeks and next thing you know, you're on dark or elevation or you're going to be a valet for fucking Rio to help get her over. Even though nobody fucking believes in that woman who looks like the size of a Hello Kitty. Matter of fact, Hello Kitty's probably taller than her. But anyway, Mandy Rose crossed the line and deserved to get fired. Bottom line the fact that she was selling those was gonna be her downfall and the fact that this shit goes beyond what's appropriate is even worse I know people like to brag about the women of the past and the glory days of when women were on Playboy W doesn't do that anymore they change their business model you either change with it or get the fuck out Mandy fucked up lost her job so now I hope she makes money selling this porno shit and, if, and maybe she thought well I'm having these people pay for it so I can't get on the internet bitch whatever you put on the internet people can pull it's easy to pull shit off the internet I do it for content creation all the time now that i've learned how to do it i know how to pull shit off the internet and i do it all the time it's doable that's why you got to be very careful what you post on the internet because once it's up there it's up there and that's all i got to say about that Okay. And on that note, we cut to an in-ring segment. <laughs> oh, dear God. I, gotta, I can't believe I'm about to do this. We have Apollo Cruz making his way to the ring. And like I said before, he congratulates Roxanne on winning the women's championship. Here's the pandering parade. Cruz says his match against Breaker didn't go as planned. Grayson Waller gets Breaker next. But after Vengeance Day, he wants Breaker. Carmelo Hayes interrupts and says Crews at the back of the line. And he's got next. If Cruz wants to meet him in the ring, he'll be happy to put Cruz on a t-shirt. Cruz tells Hayes no matter how good he thinks he is, there's always someone out there better. Cruz says Hayes can name the time and place.
2: Okay, I don't know why these two gentlemen are going to start a feud because they can't really, talk about the NXT championship, they can't do the number one tendership because Grayson Walls is number one tender right now. There's nothing going on with this, so they're just talking crap to each other. I would love to see Apollo Cruz and Kyle Hills go out end the right, a normal match. But okay, we'll see what we can do from here. I enjoyed it, but I didn't. Vinny, uh-oh. All right,
0: um, I like Apollo Cruz but I don't think he needs another NXT title shot. I mean, he lost to Braun Breaker. He's already fought Grayson Waller. We've seen that shit end at Halloween Havoc. I would like to see Carmelo go next. And the only way um, Apollo could do this is if they put a gimmick match next to whoever he faces. But I'd rather see Carmelo go for the NXT title, whether it be against Braun Breaker or Grayson Waller, depending on who wins it. And I found it weird that he said Vengeance Day when they're supposed to be facing off at New Year's Evil, but then again, nothing makes sense anymore. So overall, it was a decent segment. And on that note, we cut to the backstage area with The New Day, who is making Pretty Deadly buy them ridiculous gifts in the hopes of getting a title shot.
2: Who cares? This was boring as shit. Sorry, Pid Deadly, stop trying to bri- bribe your way through The New Day. It's not going to happen, but I thought this was boring as shit.
0: I thought it was funny because of the shit they were asking for.
2: Because
0: <laughs> a lot of it, unless you follow classic wrestling, you don't know what half that shit is. <laughs> like... Like, Did you get the Undertaker's urn? Did you get Tyler Breeze's selfie stick? Did you get Stevie Ray's uh, slapjack? Which, For those of you who don't know, Stevie Ray is actually the brother of Booker T. They were the the legendary tag team, Harlem Heat. And when Stevie Ray was a a singles wrestler, at one point he was a member of the NWO. He was on the B team of the NWO, and he used to come out with a slapjack, and he would smack somebody with it to knock them out. Whether it was in a match or on behalf of the NWO, or doing it on behalf of the NWO and that was during that brief moment that Harlem he had split up before they eventually got back together and became a kickass tag team again mm-hmm. and on that note we cut again to the backstage area where we see Alba Fire ambushed by Isla Dawn she blows red powder in her eyes and she's writhing in pain
2: oh boy who cares I'm sick of this shit right here Can <laughs> I get on with it please yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, why what was the point of this I don't know are they trying to keep this feud going cause I really don't care I feel like it's done like what else are you gonna to do with these two? A gimmick Whoa. match at Vengeance Day? I mean, that's the only thing I can think of, is to drag this out to Vengeance Day. Like, maybe since Isla Dawn won a deadline, maybe Alba Fire can win at New Year's Evil, and then they have the rubber match at Vengeance Day. That's the only other thing I can think of. And then, earlier today, uh, we cut to uh, Idris Anofi, Odyssey Jones, and Malik Blade, who are wa- walking backstage. Uh, enofi tries to ask Ava Rain if she wants to hit the club with them, but she gives them a speech about searching to fill a void inside them with parties in the club. The rest of schism walks in and offers a Group a path to find what they are looking for.
2: Okay, I don't know why those three are there. Honestly, Jones needs to leave Malik and Edinson Ochove. That schism was there just to maybe mind fuck with them. Didn't really pay attention to this. I thought it was boring as hell. Well,
0: obviously, you know the schism is trying to be like psychologist for people. Like, oh, you go to clubs and you know you party to fill this void that's inside of you because there are some people who do that when they party, but they're just sitting there going, "We just want to have fun. We're we're good." Because some people party. a party. Some people go out to parties because, you know, they don't want to be alone, or you know, they just feel empty inside. There are some people who do that. So I thought that was kind of an interesting take, but obviously it's leading to a six-man tag, which surprise, surprise, happening next week. Next week. week. So, we're going to have a lot of shit to talk about next week, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of shit. A
2: lot of shit. It's
0: going to be a jam-packed fucking week. So then, on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We've got Indy Hartwell goes one-on-one against Electra Lopez.
2: This right here was absolutely fantastic right here. I thought it was really, really, these two women beat the shit out of each other. Because I thought for a second there, Andy Hartwell was going to lose, you know, quickly because he was screwing over. But no, these two fine ladies beat the shit out of each other. Andy got a lot of booze, and she struck first. She got the better of her. Better of Electra right, in a lot of ways. Electra Lopez, being a sneaky little freaking, you know, she is. Had a pair of brass knuckles tied up in the top rope and the cushion thing. Hit her right between there, the top rope and one-two I didn't see the hell, and I say, like, wait a minute. And I went back and showed everything. like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, clever, Electra. Very clever. I enjoy the living
0: hell out of Justin. Amazing
2: how all the women's matches were better than a men's tonight. like hmm. I bet somebody's not going to like that statement.
0: <laughs> well, I know somebody who wouldn't like that statement, but I'm going to steal a phrase from him right now to accurately sum up this match. Holy shit, there's wrestling. Because <laughs> that was my first thought when I saw this. Holy shit, there's wrestling. Missy Bucciarelli, they're yeah, actually wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. But there's wrestling. Look, look, it's a miracle, Ginger. They wrestled. They did, Gator. I'm doing
2: great. For once, actually, for once, you sound like you're in a good mood.
0: Well, of course I'm in a good mood. Uh, yesterday, we had the Gatorland Christmas Spectacular. So, I'm currently in the festive Christmas spirit.
2: Um, I mean, How much did that set you back?
0: Well, actually, uh, it didn't set me back anything because I found a checkbook. I whose checkbook that is. Well, um, actually, I-, I found it in Mr. Bucciarelli's house. I was here uh, visiting, and then as I was leaving, I found a checkbook, and I went, well, we can use that for the for the Christmas Spectacular, and I got a lot of people. Now, unfortunately, there were some people that couldn't show up because we didn't have time. We didn't have time, so we weren't able to get everybody, but we still had a great Christmas Spectacular, and I had a great time getting everybody in the holiday spirit. So, uh, Zach, uh, can I ask a question? Sure. Um. Since si- since you're obviously spending a lot of time at the workshop, how are the toys coming along for all the good little boys and girls?
2: I'm not gonna dig the of that hard. That was a response.
0: Oh, I, I get it. S- Santa's keeping you on a tight leash. She gave you the gag order. Okay. That's okay. That's fine. That's fine. Just don't. Just don't. Just don't just just, just whatever. But,
2: for this. Whatever you do. Eddie, make him shut the fuck up. me, I'm done. I'm about I to. I just up.
0: what? I just said uh, what? Don't I'm get back. I'm up. not. No, Zach, I'm not judging. It's okay. It's it's uh, okay. It's okay. If you're going, getting the gag order is not that bad. Just make <clears> sure <throat> not, because whatever you do, don't drool on Santa's North Pole. They don't like that. We don't like the drooling. So be Benny. very careful.
2: What, what? Make him stop before I come over and shoot him.
0: What? I thought you all were having a good conversation. You want You want him to go now?
2: Put him back in the basket before I come over there and shoot him.
0: I don't want to go to the basket. And why are you trying to shoot me? There's, there's no hostility. Why you need to be hostile? Are you not in the Christmas spirit? Uh, do you need to talk to Dr. Gator? Why? You discomfort,
2: hey, I swear to god,
0: I'm about to hang up. All right, Gator, 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 there's a reason why he's, he's discomfort. Okay, he's discomfort because he has to be sober when he does these shows, and it makes him grumpy when he doesn't have his liquor. So, can you please just go? He needs a That's sweet, not the reason you he, needs... Fuck. he needs his, he he, okay? he misses his sweet water, so he needs to. So, he's just being grumpy, Gator. Just go to the basket, but I don't want to, Gator, go, to basket. Basket. We'll don't go to the basket. Gator, go to the basket. I don't want to go to the basket. Gator, go to the basket. I don't want to go to the basket. If you don't go to the basket, Ask him going to tell Santa to Put you on the naughty list Fuck you all right. but anyway before before that happened I will say what do you
2: fucking do? It's like, yeah I'm not gonna say anything I'm too
0: tired well, what you so, can I, can, I, can I talk about the match now okay you and Gator took up a lot of time I want to talk about the match now so anyway this thi- this was a great match I enjoyed it immensely I didn't see the brass knucks till later yeah, uh, I thought it was a great great uh, finish it's not every day you see that at least not in NXT. at least not in a uh, NXT um you know it's kind of a William Regal kind of thing so it was kind of cool to see. I don't if it's going to be a regular thing that Electra does. Uh I know there's no William Regal connection to this because even though William Regal is coming back to WWE, he's working in an executive position, but there's a clause in his contract that states that while Tony is okay with William Regal signing a contract to do executive backstage stuff for the remainder of 20 for 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 the entire year of 2023, he is not allowed to appear on television. William Regal cannot appear on WWE TV for a year, but he is allowed to work. A backstage executive job, he can legally do that. So that was the terms of uh, William Regal's contract when he left AEW. So that's the non-compete clause. He can work as an executive, but he can't have an on-camera role until sometime in I think 2024. But either way, love this match. A little disappointed, Electra won. But if you're not gonna give India a belt, I I can't be too upset about this because I would say you gotta build her up. But I would, then I also gotta say, build her up for what? They ain't doing shit. After that, we move on to the next match. The evening, if we even want to call it that, that, we got Solaruka goes one on one against Albafire.
2: It wasn't even a fucking match. Solaruka came out there, then all of a sudden Albafire gets, gets attacked by this Don chick, and there, Don was working on her, and would go to help. She didn't help her. I don't know why she didn't come out there and stop that. I was like, all of a sudden Albafire got a poor arm stuck with the stairs and near the post. Uh, Don hits it with the pet, and then proceeds from there. This was stupid. This it's was dumb. I'm too hard and too tired for this shit. Vinny, your thoughts?
0: Yeah. Again, unless they're setting this up for a match at New Year's Evil, there's no fucking point. And at this point, it looks like they are, because there's no other reason for her to trap her arm, hit her with the bat. If anything, it gives her time to heal up from that. So one of two things is gonna happen. Either a, Alba Fire is gonna be on the shelf till New Year's Evil, or this is meant to take her off TV even longer, so they can have the, so they can have the final match at Vengeance Day, which is what. I, Which is what I I think would make sense because why else would you do something devastating like that if not to write somebody off TV for a period of time? That way it's like, okay, we could put some distance in between and then as we get closer to Vengeance Day, then we can have the match. So I think that's where they're going with this, but... Anyway, after this, we cut to the backstage area with Briggs and Jensen who are pumped up for their tag team title match tonight. High for teacher, Kiana James walks in. Henley tells her to hit the bricks. James says she isn't here for Henley. She is here for Jensen. She wishes him good luck tonight. When Mackenzie asks her what that's about, Jamie says she is all business, but she's a woman too.
2: And the point of this was?
0: Again, this is Kiana James trying to get inside their heads because he knows Jensen, he has this gimmick of being nervous around women and being a lovesick person. Puppy and all that shit. So I think Keanu James is playing him. And I think she's going to try to seduce Jensen into turning on Briggs and Henley. That's what I think is going to happen anyway. And I also, because you said, I'm all business, but I'm a woman too. She's basically saying, look, I'm a business lady. I'm a professional. I make my own money, but she's also a woman and women like men have needs. So they're basically saying, look, just because, and I like this, it's a good message to say. It's like, look, just because I'm a professional businesswoman and I am an executive and I make a lot of money and I run a corporation doesn't mean I can't. Be a woman doesn't mean I can't be attracted to men, doesn't mean I can't flirt with men, it doesn't mean I can't sleep with men. You know, not every girl who flirts or, or sleeps around has to be working class or middle class to do that. The rich can do it too. And that's the point she's trying to make. You know, I'm a bit, I'm all business, but she's a woman. I like that line, it was a good line. Okay, and then we cut to another earlier today's segment with Hank Waller approaching Drew Gulak for tips. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, okay, Hank. Well, I think it's a lot more to do it than learn something in that ring. First, you need to get in shape and then go learn. That's all I have to really say about this. I was like, no, I don't like Hank Walker. I was like, no, do it for real. Go get in shape. Use the pounds. Lay off the pizza and the cheeseburgers. Come on, fuck off. Hey, there's nothing wrong with pizza and cheeseburgers.
0: I'll be hating on pizza and cheeseburgers, man. they good. Anyway,
2: um, an item goes on the pizza. That's delicious.
0: You don't, okay. Hey, I will pull Gator out of the basket. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> All right. So then, um, you know, obviously this segment is whatever. Drew Gulak's doing the whole mentoring thing. It gives him something to do, I guess. But anyway, after this, we have our next match of the evening for the NXT Tag Team Titles. The New Day defends the gold against Briggs & Jensen with Fallon Henley.
2: I thought this was actually fantastic. Except for one problem. I kept on falling asleep on this one. I don't know why. I guess I was just tired like I am now. I was just busy a day at work. But well, i have sure been in. I am sorry. For- about this being main event, these two, these four gentlemen, people, they're shit out of each other. First, New Day. I saw the beginning. My dude, day was being funny and everything else. Jensen got moves in. Jen, Jensen got moves in. Everybody got their did their spots right. There's hardly any boxes at all. I'm um, a little bit of uh, spot monkey bullshit, but then again, Kofi uh, took him up. Zayor Woods hits his finisher. One, two, three, and still NXT Tag Team Champions, and rightfully so. They were not losing within a within a couple of weeks. Stop the New Day. Uh, uh, not to do that. That's right. uh, why well, I enjoyed the match. I, I, I went back and watched it a couple times before. It came to this. But it was good. I,
0: I thought it was very well done. Great match. Both teams brought the fight. And after the match, everyone shook hands, which was which was what needed to happen. You had two baby-faced teams who brought the fight, did an incredible job. And, of course, Kiana James is watching from the crowd with her assistant. So, again, that tells you there's, there's something going on here. That there's more to this story that's being told. And I thought it was... Stellar. It was fucking stellar. Like, everybody delivered. Everybody did well. Uh, Briggs and Jensen, you know, were not afraid to bring the fight. The New Day showed how dominant they are. This was great, amazing tag team wrestling. And I, I couldn't have asked for a better tag match. It was very well done. And it was definitely going to tell the story. So now, of course, we know Briggs and Jensen are moving on to this issue with Kiana next week. And we also know, we also know that Pretty Deadly is looking for a rematch around the bend. So we'll see what happens there. Next, we cut to the backstage area where Stax practices what he's going to say when he walks into Dijat's locker room and then walks in.
2: Mm, practicing because he's a big dude. I'll be kind of intimidated from him. I hope Stax makes it through.
0: Or not. Yeah, the thing is, he's trying to the way he's delivering the line. I feel like this is something you want to you don't want to go in there being all badass and making threats. What you want to mm-hmm. do is basically just say, "Look, the Don wants his title shot. He wants to be able to win this match, and he doesn't want any distractions or fuckery." And he says, "As long as you stay out of every out of our business and let us do what we got to do to get this title." Then, after we win, we'll give you a shot. And ultimately, that's kind of a reasonable request, because that's all they're saying. We're not saying you're never going to get a title shot. We're just saying, let us let the Don win his title. and then after the Don gets his belt, you will get a shot at the gold and everything will be okay. Everything will work out great. So like they said, just stay out of it. So now the question is is he going to stay out of it? True. Or is he going to interfere? I hope he doesn't because I want to see the Don walk out with the North American title because he deserves it. And then yes, he does. yes, and then we cut to our final segment of the evening. Yeah. Out comes Grayson Waller who says he isn't waiting any longer. He's calling his shot. Breaker doesn't show. Waller calls Breaker a coward. He's carrying a on his back for the last year. He is the Iron Survivor. There isn't a man or woman on either roster who can do what he does, here or up there. Waller's about to call Breaker a bitch, but all of a sudden, we hear some screeching tires. Breaker pulls into the parking lot, gets out of the car, power walks into the arena. Waller takes a swing at Breaker as he hits the ring. Breaker ducks, goes for the spear, and Breaker lays on top of Waller. Neither one of them is moving. All of a sudden, Waller gets to his feet and reveals a flat jacket with a metal plate underneath it. Waller grabs a mic and says, he outsmarted Breaker, and we'll do it again at New Year's Evil. Waller's going to be the next NXT champion, and that's the Grayson Waller effect.
2: Loved it. I thought it was funny. I thought it wasn't funny, but I was like, what the hell he doing? I was like, why is he doing this now? He's basically fucking with Grant Breaker. What he does, he's mind-fucking him. Great psychology in it. The metal even he would take to look like it hurt him, taking that spear for him. As soon as Braun Breaker fell down, he was out cold. What'd he do? He took off his jacket and relieved that big ass play. I was like, huh, you clever fuck you, fuck you, but you clever, clever motherfucker right there. That was smart as shit. I love this right here. So in the end, ladies and gentlemen, NXT ended pretty damn good tonight, despite the fact that the hell they had to watch a couple times. But that's
0: okay. Loved this segment. Beautiful. This was fucking beautiful. because I'm sitting here going, wait a minute. We're almost at 10 o'clock. There's no way there's a title shot happening tonight. Or they're gonna make it a squash where Grayson Waller wins really quickly or Braun Breaker loses really quickly. Like a part of me thought when this happened that Grayson was gonna have somebody ring the bell. He was gonna win the belt right then and there. Which would have been fucking hilarious if they did. But one of the flat jacket and the metal plate, I started marking out. And the reason I started marking out is because he pulled a Bret Hart. Because Yes, because in 1999, right around the time of, you know, WCW, um, Bret Hart was in a feud with Goldberg. In fact, today is actually the anniversary of the match they had at Starcade 99, where everyone thinks Goldberg ended Bret Hart's career, which he fucking didn't. I'm not going to get into that shit right now because we ain't got that kind of time, but no, he fucking didn't. Bret Hart's a whiny little bitch, but anyway, um, in this, in that match, at one point in the feud leading up, him and Goldberg get into a altercation. Goldberg comes out, spears Brett Hart, but all of a sudden is knocked out. And then Brett reveals a metal plate that he had taped to his chest underneath a jersey, and then he rolled Goldberg over, did the one, two, three by himself. And that of course was on a a night of on Monday night nitro leading up to their match at Starcade. So they were leading up to that match, and that was something Bret Hart did. Now, obviously, there have been a few people who have copied that, but to my knowledge, unless someone wants to show me something that happened far back, I'm sure if Gator was here, he'd probably follow something back to like the seventies and the fucking eighties. But to my knowledge, that was the first time I see somebody do the metal plate and the flat jacket. So that was that's why I was yelling. He pulled up Bret Hart. That was literally a bre- Bret Hart and Goldberg scenario right there. And I thought it was fucking brilliant. And especially with the fact that they did it around the same time that Bret Hart and Goldberg had their match at Starcade. So I thought it was very well done.
2: Same here. I thought it was brilliant. That whole Gracious Wild becomes, becomes the champ. I think Braun Breaker's title line is gone still.
0: Well, I feel like Braun's done everything he can possibly do in NXT. That's really what it boils down to. And I think it's time for him to get called up. And I feel like we have we have enough people on the roster where he could go he can get called up and there's nobody to fill the void there's people there i think grayson waller it's his time now it's his time to ascend and become the champion and be the main event guy that we all know he is capable of being Mm -hmm. so i'm excited for it i am this is going to be a great 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 match at New Year's Evil. And I'm glad that it's happening at New Year's Evil. Again, we got something to build to. We got something to look forward to. This is going to be stellar. It's going to be exciting. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will conclude this recap of NXT. Zach, as always, I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. And I look forward to seeing you on the next one.
2: Absolutely. All
0: right. Make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify.
2: Spotify.
0: Google Podcast.
2: Google Podcast.
0: And iHeartRadio. And
2: iHeartRadio.
0: you you, much host the site and follow us there or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites also like us on Facebook go to facebook.com slash theboochcast we have archived episodes of the show as well as great content also make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the get the latest tweets photos and videos visit our YouTube channel check out all of our YouTube content and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted we have a uh, our next episode of Boochcast. Reviews Dark Side of the 90s. The TV for teens drops this Thursday. Also, we have the first 10 episodes already scheduled on there. So every Thursday from now till at least February 9th, we're hoping to get the other ones out beforehand. But from now till February 9th, every Thursday, there is a video on the Boochcast YouTube channel for Boochcast Reviews Dark Side of the 90s. So make sure you're there so you can be the first to check out the new episodes. TV for Teens drops this Thursday. Also, follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, January the 28th for the WWE Royal Rumble. That's right. The team will be getting together for the first stop on the road to WrestleMania as we watch the women's and men's Royal Rumble matches to find out who will be main eventing nights one and two of WrestleMania 39 Also, we have our live D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle, and another special project in the works. Also, you can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is $0.99, $1 per month. We have our second level, which is $4.99, $5 per month month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. $10 per month. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since they sold the Peacock, you got to know where to put that $9.99. So to that $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content than the Network, and unlike All Elite Wrestling, we actually care about our fans, our dedicated to give them the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. Now all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We use to upgrade our equipment. We use to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you are going to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over, I it's all said and done. Normally, this would be the part of the show where I would recommend we use that money to give Zach ramen noodles. But since Gator stole my checkbook, uh I'm the one who's going to need those ramen noodles. So for now, Zach will just have to settle for fucking the mattress Mitch. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. Oh. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers.